I give you my top 10 wide receivers for 2023 redraft. Just like my RB video, this will be a three-parter. And you can watch the, the running back videos down below. I've got them in the description. But this will be a three-parter, kicking it off with these three guys in part one. Now, Adams and Tyreek Hill and Diggs, and you could throw in a couple other wide receivers, deserve and command consideration for tier number one. And you guys know how much I love the Miami Dolphins situation. If and once they get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Lamar Jackson, which I think is inevitable. And at that point, maybe we circle back and bring Tyreek Hill into the bottom of this tier and discussion. Until then, these are the top three. My number one wide receiver for 2023 redraft is... This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. My number one wide receiver for 2023 is Jamar Chase. You can say, oh, Smitty, Justin Jefferson's the most talented wide receiver by far. You can say a bunch of different things, and I I don't disagree with anybody that says talent-wise, JJ's the best wide receiver in the National Football League. And I don't mind people saying, Smitty Cousins was so good last year, he'll probably repeat what he did last year in 2022 in 2023. I'm not going to make you take a lap over that, but I don't have to agree with you that Cousins is locked into the same kind of production. I don't feel confident about JJ's quarterback situation like I do Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. People are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Not to mention, I absolutely love stacking Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in 2023, which is totally doable if you're handed a top four overall pick. You take Chase in the top four, you take Joe Burrow in round two, and you get yourself the cigar-smoking stack of a monster right here. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. And some of you know my content well enough to know that it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. We don't just stop on the pancake stack. The stack above all stack. No, no, no. What if we add Bijan Robinson to the mix? Then all of a sudden you got all three of the Mars men 2023. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars men. Now... This isn't the easiest thing to do. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Because because Bijan isn't probably going in round three. He could in your grandma league right now in late January, early February. But Bijan's going to climb into first round value in redraft. You heard me right. If you're thinking, whoa, what, 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 Smitty? You aren't probably really delving into early values of players in redraft because if you mock draft right now, Bijan's going in round two guaranteed. But in grandma leagues, you might get him at 3.1 or whatever. So this requires a trade. And we talked about this on on the, on the, on the video where uh, we trade up, right, to get multiple second round picks so if you were to do this pancake stack plus the Bijan robinson situation in round one you take jamar chase right let's say you get a top four pick in round two you take burrow which some people will say is still early let him laugh and then because you can't get Bijan here you got almost trade this pick and let's say you trade like uh this is your three 
this is your four, this is your five, this is your six. Maybe you give up a six rounder and your third rounder and you trade up into the top of round two and you take Bijan and you walk out of your draft with still your fourth round pick, your fifth round pick, your seventh round, your eighth rounder. You still have all those picks. You have Chase, Bijan, and Burrow. You didn't get rid of your third rounder. You just moved it into round two. So you're void. You're only draft uh, selection that you don't have is really the sixth rounder. It's not that you're missing the third rounder. It's right here. And, the, and, and that strategy, in my opinion, wins leagues. The Mars men, baby. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars men. Back on point. Why is Jamar my number one wide receiver? Joe Burrow. Not to mention he's literally the most talented, maybe aside from JJ, wide receiver in the entire National Football League. JJ might be a little more dynamic, but Jamar is arguably the best wide receiver in the entire National Football League in a lot of different categories. One being double digit touchdown potential. And when Joe Burrow is getting better every single year, every single game, I think the sky's the limit for this duo. I don't think we've seen the upper limits of what Burrow and Chase can do together. If you remember, the duo started off very slow. If you remember, Jamar Chase got injured. Not a, an injury I think will linger. Doesn't make him injury prone. He had a weird hip injury, but if you think about it, given the slow start that Burrow and Chase had in the Bengals, given Jamar's injury, given Jamar finished top 12 in, in pretty much every league I'm looking at at the wide receiver position, missing games, starting off slow, considering he averaged top six numbers, per start with a couple of those games being hampered i think people don't realize how good he would be on a full year with a, a much improved burrow every year burrow could throw for 44 45 touchdowns in 2023 jamar who pulled in 87 balls for 1046 and nine tds on a very injured and, and weird year is capable of 100 to 115 receptions 1400 yards and 14 or 15 touchdowns really during any given season that is the the upside i see for jamar chase in the future years coming up so 2023 redraft 2023 dynasty he's my number one it doesn't matter if we're talking redraft or dynasty he's my number one jj's my number two the only player that drops out of this top three is maybe cooper cup and when we get to a dynasty actually when we get to cooper cup we'll, we'll touch on dynasty but he might drop out a number three but my number one and number two are the exact same in redraft and dynasty chase JJ. Now, JJ's amazing. We'll jump to JJ now. He's my number two clear-cut redraft 2023 wide receiver. And if you put him in Cincinnati, I mean, we might see bigger numbers, okay? Let's be honest. Talent-wise, I feel like nobody's as good as JJ. I think Jamar Chase is really close, and even just talent-wise, Chase would be my number two. But I would put JJ number one if we're talking talent only. I would put JJ number one if we put JJ in Cincy and Jamar in Minnesota, especially Dynasty, but even Redraft. I can admit that, but guess what? You can't separate situation from talent. They are one and the same. Doesn't matter what you feel about a player's talent if the situation's more overwhelming. Arian Foster back in the day in Houston, he wouldn't have been Arian Foster if you plucked him from any other team and shoved him on it. He probably wouldn't even been close to what he was. Priest Holmes was a really good running back. He still would have had a good career. But if he did not land with the Kansas City Chiefs, he would not have become the player he became. It doesn't matter. Situation is tied to player. You have to evaluate the entire package. Jamar Chase's situation 
is better enough to make his slightly lesser skill set i mean slightly an overall better wide receiver he's an overall better fantasy football wide receiver to me not by a lot but because of joe burrow and situation jamar chase's situation could only get better it will only get better and stronger and more consistent and more touchdown capable jj's feels like it could stay the same for a year maybe two but we don't know if it's going to get better it could potentially get worse we don't know that either but the unknown makes it very easy putting him number two in my opinion in dynasty i still feel the same way everything i've said is amplified even more because jamar and burrow are here to stay for a long time jj could lose the very well producing kirk cousins right now and like i said earlier we have no guarantees he's going to continue to ball out in 2023 and kirk cousins did for all intents and purposes ball out in 2022 because we saw justin herbert the number two fantasy quarterback from 2021 bust in 2022 the number two fantasy quarterback we all like justin herbert he absolutely busted in 2022 so to assume Kirk Cousins is going to do what he did in 2022 in 2023, I'm not buying it. I'm not against it. I'm not calling him a bust. I'm not saying it's impossible for Kirk to do what he did in 2022 in 2023, thus making JJ an absolute lock to produce numbers that we hope and expect for. But I'm a little concerned about Kirk Cousins for the long term. He's 34 years old. He'll be 35 in August, so he'll be 35 before the 2023 season kicks off. And not every quarterback's built to be a lead at 36, 37, 38. So I give him one more year for sure to be good. I don't know that he'll be as good. Maybe he will. I'm confident enough in Kirk Cousins and JJ to put him number two ahead of Cup, ahead of Adams, ahead of Diggs. Tyreek Hill may climb into the number three spot. I could see that happening if Aaron Rodgers or Brady or Lamar, or should I say when Aaron Rodgers, Brady or Lamar land one of them in Miami to make our Moon Men list look like a Nostradamus notepad. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Yeah, this is Nostradamus's uh, idea board. Space monsters. JJ pulled in 1,809 yards in 2023. Unreal. Considering we're projecting like 1,400, 1,500 on a healthy full season for Jamar Chase, pretty crazy to think that JJ's pulling in 1,800 was kind of on pace for like 2,000, capable of 2,000. 128 receptions, eight touchdowns. I think if he, like I said, was handed a, a Joe Burrow or somebody that could feed him 14, 15 touchdowns, he'd be the number one overall pick without hesitation, without equivocation. He would have an X factor, which means he outscores the last scoring player in fantasy football at the position greater than any other player or position. An example of this was back in the day when, when Randy Moss was a 20 plus touchdown wide receiver in New England, 20 plus touchdown wide receiver. Randy Moss pulled in 1500 yards and 23 TDs in New England. That's unbelievable. But his value his x-factor value an old school way of looking at fantasy football it's kind of cool if you don't know what it is but you basically say how much does randy moss outscore the last starting player at his position in fantasy football in fantasy football lineups meaning that if you take somebody's uh fantasy football roster right let's say everybody starts one qb two rbs and let's just keep it simple for for the math everybody starts three wide receivers what the x-factor indicates is what uh what value how many points does randy moss or whatever player you're drafting outscore 
the last wide receiver in fantasy football. And if you have 12 owners times three, that equals 36. That means how much does Randy Moss outscore the 36 overall wide receiver? And you can do this for tight ends too. This is why Travis Kelsey has such good value is because you look at if every team in your league, there's 12 owners, everybody starts a tight end. That's 12 times one, right? And if you say, well, what's Kelsey's X factor? What you're asking is how many points does Kelsey outscore the 12th tight end in fantasy football. And that value could be like 109 points or something. And let's say TJ Hawkinson, his X factor, he outscores the 12th starting tight end in fantasy football by, let's say, 87 points. So my whole point here is that Randy Moss had an X factor. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it was astronomical. How many more points Randy Moss scored than wide receiver 36, meaning there are three wide receivers required back in the day in fantasy football leagues. That means three times 12 is 36. So the last starter in fantasy football at wide receiver, the 36 wide receiver, he outscored it. It was like some astronomical, like 200 points number over the last wide receiver that, that would be the last starter in your league. And, and every other receiver, so let's say he was the number one wide receiver, right? The second wide receiver below Randy Moss outscored that same wide receiver by like something like a hundred less points or something. It was crazy the difference. And then if you look at other positions and you go to the running backs, no running back outscored the last starting running back. So if there are 12 teams, two starting running backs on each team, that's 24. The number one running back drafted didn't outscore the last starting running back. 24th running back anything close to the number randy moss outscored the last wide receiver starting that's x factor i'll break x factor down sometime maybe i'll do it with the 2023 stats to kind of get a feel for how valuable kelsey is comparatively to all the other positions how valuable uh the quarterbacks are comparatively x factor is kind of cool it's old school it's not an exact science but it does give you a sense of value and, and that whole tight end advantage you get so what do i mean here what am i trying to get at here what i'm saying here the x factor for JJ if he was to score 14 to 18 touchdowns on top of 1,800 to 2,000 yards on top of 120 receptions, he'd probably have an X-Factor that beat out Randy Moss's X-Factor. He would probably outscore the last starting wide receiver, 36 possible starters in fantasy football in your league if you have 12 league mates and, and three wide receivers are required to start. He would outscore the last wide receiver that's capable of starting for a team by probably the most amount of X-Factor points we've ever seen. So my point is, Chase is one, JJ's two, but if situation changed for JJ, let's say in 2024, because we're talking redraft here, in 2024, the Vikings trade for an amazing quarterback that's going to force feed him touchdowns, then JJ opens up to become the most valuable player in maybe fantasy football history. I just want to give JJ his flowers and let you know how valuable he is, how valuable he could be, and how he's kind of limited, and we have to factor in that limitation. Touchdowns. Eight, eight, eight TDs for JJ. JJ could live in 15 to 20 TDs with the right touchdown producing quarterback or the right touchdown conducive environment. Not saying Kirk Cousins didn't score a lot of touchdowns. Not saying Kirk Cousins can't feed him the ball pro appropriately. He gave him 1,800 yards and 120 plus receptions. We got to be somewhat happy with what Kirk Cousins is doing. I'm not blaming Kirk Cousins for anything. I'm just saying you give JJ Joe Burrow 
or a Joe Burrow type of quarterback eventually, and we don't know what's in the cards for the Vikings in two or three years, then the sky's the limit. But I will say that it feels like, if I'm trying to project dynasty here for a second, it feels like the odds of the Vikings getting a top five quarterback, anyone close to like Joe Burrow's talent level in the next two to three years is probably not great, which is why in dynasty, I'm not projecting that kind of quarterback change. And I have Jamar Chase as my number one dynasty quarterback. Chase one, JJ two, dynasty redraft doesn't matter, but we're talking redraft. Who's my redraft number three is Cooper Cup. I got to give Adams consideration, especially if he gets or when he gets Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Lamar Jackson. Same thing. I believe Miami is going to get one of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. I believe that the Raiders are going to get one of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. I think of the three best landing spots for QBs, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Raiders, I think we're looking at the three quarterbacks that are likely to go to these three situations. I don't know that all three will land one of these guys, that all three of them find one of the homes, but I do believe that two of them will probably land in in two of these three situations. Aaron Rodgers is kind of a lead dog candidate with the hire of Hackett to go to New York. I think Tom Brady still wants to go to the Niners, but that might be hard now that Brock Purdy looks so good, but a lot depends on the Eagle game, which hasn't played yet as of the recording of this video. Lamar Jackson's going to get tagged. Will the team trade him? Will they trade him to Miami? I kind of feel like Miami's the best spot for Lamar. I feel like the Jets are going to go after A-Rod, and that's a great spot too. If that doesn't work, then A-Rod in Las Vegas to, to throw and reunite with Devontae Adams. So if and when Adams does get that quarterback upgrade, the Rodgers, the Brady, the Lamar, maybe we put him three, maybe we don't. We'll have to reassess 2023 redraft wide receivers at that time. Will Tyreek Hill climb to number three if and once he gets a quarterback like Lamar, Brady, or A-Rod? Are we worried about Stafford enough to say he's going to hold Cooper Cup back? The Rams look bad or will the rams bounce back to a big enough degree that we say hey look jj is doing really well with kirk cousins cooper cup can do very well with matthew stafford still and cooper cup didn't have some kind of serious injury he doesn't look like a a player that's gonna have a lot of lingering injuries he is older but he's got one to two years left of being an elite wide receiver in my opinion and even in dynasty that would have him floating in the top five yes i would still have cooper cup in my top five dynasty even if you told me today smitty he's retiring after two more years he'll give you one two and then guaranteed he retires after his second year i would still take him top five because two years is a long time in dynasty in redraft Give me Cooper Cup as the wide receiver three all day. Doesn't mean Hill or Adams or Diggs are wrong answers at number three. No one's taking a lap if you have the order a little different. But for me, I'm banking on a guy that was ultra consistent. He's one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy football. He was doing phenomenal until he got hurt. And I'm not ultra worried about Stafford for one year. And maybe we take it year by year and we look at what the the quarterback situation looks like for Stafford and the Rams in 2024. But for 2023, number three, pretty safe top seven overall pick all three of these guys are in the top seven you could argue all three are in the top five you could argue one two and three overall and say i'm not going rb in the top five i'm tired of disappointment from rbs give me wide receivers chase jj cup one two three i'd be on board for that part two of this video drops tomorrow who will be on video two who will be number four who will be number five who will be number six find out tomorrow and get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your bold predictions, your year-round rankings, your 
trade calculator, your one-on-one text device, thefantasyfootballshow.com. And don't forget to go to Underdog Fantasy using promo code SMITTY. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit by using promo code SMITTY. The link is in the description. Go play Underdog. The playoffs are still underway. There's still a lot of reason to go in and do the higher low uh, contests where you get to literally pick like five high or low situations and if you get all five right there's a 20 times multiplier you can turn five into a into hundred bucks you could turn 10 bucks into two hundred dollars go play underdog fantasy today promo code Smitty. now go get those pancake stacks baby the stack above all stacks it's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Smitty.